Welcome to the Coaching Talks Podcast, your inspirational moment to continue your growth journey. Which are the top 10 challenges top executives are facing nowadays? Episode 2. This week, we'll talk about the main concerns companies are having at the moment and what they can do to tackle them, together with executive coach Mark Siles and the business coach Daniel Pasquale. And now, relax and enjoy. During our previous chapter, we went through the first top five challenges. Today, we will visit the final five to get our top 10. Welcome back, Daniel. Hello, Mark. Many thanks for the invitation. And it's again a pleasure to be here with you today. It's great to have you with us again, Daniel. The last time we talked about the main five challenges that uh, top CEOs and executives are facing at the moment. Those were uh, not staying behind the digital transformation, how to find and retain top talent, nurturing a powerful company culture, finding the time for yourself, especially to, to reflect. And yeah. the last one was being able to make progress in the middle of the whole uncertainty and chaos which would be the number six. Okay, so number six is keeping the market position ahead of the competition. It's another challenge a CEO has. The question that many CEOs make is simple, but not easy. How do we stay competitive in a crowded marketplace? And a good approach is to start focusing in getting really intimate with your company's unique differentiators and also value proposition. Mm -hmm. Forget for a moment about the competition. Really, forget about it. Try to remove yourself from this commodity market view yeah, that competes mm -hmm. on price and quality. Move away from this. And then focus on innovating your unique approach or your, your exceptional skills or your customer relationship. So focus on that that is really different. Especially when uh, we think about creating that, uh, not just creating the value proposition, but also putting that value proposition into action. It's thinking on practical basis, which elements, which attributes uh, do you actually want to eliminate? Which ones you want to reduce? Which you want to raise up? And also which others you want to create? And try mm -hmm. to understand how each one of them will create a competitive advantage uh, towards not just in the market, but yeah. also within the company. It's uh, only when you create true attributes and true value perception within your employees that they will stay with you because they are not able to get the same value in any other company. Yeah. So it's a great tool to create an advantage towards your competitors and build a stronger relationship with your customers yeah. and as well to create that special link within the company with your employees. The best way to predict the future is to invent it. Alan Kay. Great, so Daniel, which one do you have for us as number seven? So as number seven, I was just struggling a little bit, but then I, I thought the, the, the challenge number seven must be how to build the strongest management team possible. Mm -hmm. So this is about the team behind the CEO. 
A CEO should focus the time on getting the right managers in place. And it could be from internal, but also from external source. And then have consistent management meetings focused on strategic initiatives. Having a strong management team behind you will have the highest impact on any challenge you as a CEO will have. Daniel, I know that you have been helping uh, different companies to uh, to build a strong teams, a strong board and management teams. Yeah. Can you give uh, an example of how, what's your approach? How have you been doing that? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Look, when a CEO asked me to develop the steering committee, for example, or the board of directors mm -hmm. into a high-performance team, This is what, what many times I do. And this means that you start from an idea, from a need that a CEO has to knowing that he is alone, yeah, mm -hmm. and he's a strong team behind him. But then instead of just bringing managers together and just start working as a team, you need to focus on how can we develop this into a high-performing team, a team that goes beyond, let's say, average. Start then with creating the right values, creating the right, uh, let's say, strategy within the group. This is how things really change. When the perception of the CEO starts to have a vision of the team, of this management team, of the steering committee as a high-performing team. Also, something I've noticed that it makes a huge, huge difference is how the management team actually works uh, with the strategy, which kind of meetings they have and how effective they can be by preparing in a, in a way beyond the traditional of just having a boring PowerPoint presentations and that's it. Yeah. Uh, and going into a different kind of engagements. I know, I know that you are, you have an expertise on that type of topic. Could you give some quick advice if some CEO is struggling at the moment about how can they organize an effective agenda yeah. to communicate powerfully? Look, many of my clients also mentioned the challenge of communicating powerfully enough and with perseverance, the constant change. So that means that organizations or, or leaders I have worked with struggle with how to navigate change whether it is in the organization itself mm -hmm. or industry overall. When you want to lead change, the keys are trust and clear communication. So forget about the rest. Anything that has to do with trust or clear communication is not in place right now. <laughs> Build trust with your teams by creating channels for open and two-way communication. Focus also not only about the change itself, but also on timing and impact. Make this clear. When things are changing, and how they will change the current situation. So if you ask me, for example, why many strategic plans or business plans don't work, the answer is because the rest of the organization is not believing in that. Mm -hmm. So you need to communicate what's behind of this plan. And that means the beliefs, the trust, everything that the CEO has to offer to the organization must be communicated. And when they start to believe on that plan, then this plan will be implemented. Exactly. So what you're trying to define in a way, it's uh, how important the environment is as well. So that would take us to the challenge number nine. Yeah, that means create a safe and supportive environment. Mm -hmm. Because when I heard a couple of years ago, Xavier Escales, he is the former CEO of ASIC Spain and Portugal. He was talking about people first and how he transformed the culture and the whole company in order to achieve in a few years a top market position. I learned that this is a critical challenge of each CEO agenda, how to create that kind of safe and supportive environment. When people have the feeling that they are challenged in an extraordinary way to which they're not used to, but at the same time, they have the feeling that they are really understood and supported by the management team, things start to happen. Mm -hmm. So my advice here, 
is to try implementing values and behaviors about how people will work and communicate with each other in a people-first initiative. Make also sure to reinforce this through goals and training. And also by creating what I think is extremely important, which is the psychological or the psychological safety yeah. to take risks, you know, to make sure that people feel okay to make mistakes. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. There's been also quite many cases where I heard uh, that, no, you know, it's all about uh, taking risks and getting out of the comfort zone. But then <laughs> when somebody has made a mistake, punishment has been the consequence right, yeah, and it yeah. doesn't help to create the environment to define or like to to generate the behaviors and results you have been mentioning now in, in coaching we have a formula how to to bring our clients to read it to the next level and you can do this as a CEO how to bring your organization to the next level And the formula is that you can challenge how much you want, but and this is now the formula. At the same time, you must give full support because in the mind of your organization, in the mind of your workers, if you're asking for extraordinary challenge or an extraordinary effort, you must give also something back. And giving something back means, okay, you can listen a lot or you can give support in another way, like giving training, giving uh, other things that can help. Mm -hmm. But the idea is they must come together. Active listening, I believe that is one of those skills really forgotten at the moment. And as you have mentioned, listening, it's uh, it's a critical factor of success uh, within creating a, a true supportive environment. Yeah. And something I notice as well is uh, what Carl Dweck mentioned as growth mindset. The easiest way I've seen when that takes place in a company, it's when somebody else's success becomes a source of inspiration for other uh, persons in the team. Mm. So it is not anymore than when somebody uh, have success, it just it becomes a threat for the other team members because this yeah. person may be better than they perceive themselves. But it's uh, creating this environment of learning and support, and especially for those who are receiving the recognition and are being uh, better than others right away, they turn into what can they do to help others around to get to the same level. Oh, yeah, so yeah. that type of attitude of uh, trying until they get it right, of this team support and learning from how others are succeeding and seeing failure as a source of learning and insights. For me, that also it's a good creation of uh, this safe and supportive environment you were, you were talking about. Exactly. So now it comes to the last one, the number 10 one of the most important ones, if not the most in the list, which is... Look, the last challenge I see is about identifying opportunities and choosing the right one. This may sound a little bit simple, but it's really, really important. As a CEO, it must be in your DNA to constantly seek and then filter opportunities to grow and strengthen your business. But of course, which ones are the best ones to pursue? That is the toughest part for a CEO, and frankly, for most of us. So. It takes time and experience, but each CEO needs to learn to say no to opportunities that don't meet with the company's growth and value criteria. This is so essential. This is something that each CEO needs to develop. But many times we are lost in the middle of our own interests, expectations, wishes, and so on. That's so true, especially when thinking which are the challenges that needs to be worked on, which are the solutions 
that uh, should be on the agenda to identify the opportunities, as you were mentioning, and then selecting which are the ones that the team will pursue, yeah. which are the projects that the team will initiate, and without having a complete understanding about which are the strategic and leads, mm -hmm. which are the main challenges that need to be solved. So in order to identify those opportunities and to be able to choose the right challenges, you have to go back and see, is it the strategy, once again, just a piece of paper, a nice poster on the wall, or have you made sure it's well understood? So then the selection of challenges, it's clear. And not just for yourself as a CEO, as executives, you cannot be there all the time, I think, in the company. You need also to trust that people will be able to do that by themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They won't be able to do that if they don't have that strategy, not just understood, but also accepted. So they also believe and trust that is the right direction to go towards the future in the company. I absolutely agree with you, Mark. Look, at the end, we have nowadays enough tools, strategies to, to really simplify the process of taking a decision, mm -hmm. identifying the best opportunity or have a process to select the best opportunity. But at the end, a CEO must take the last part of this process where there is no information, there is no process, where you have in front of you two, three or four different opportunities and there is no other way just by sometimes because of the gut you have to choose one of these. And this is why they pay you a lot of money as a CEO, because there is not information. Nobody was there before your company. So you need to take a decision. And for me, this is just based on experience. Experience gives you this kind of capacity that a CEO needs to develop. Therefore, it is a challenge or it's in the list of challenges because this is an ability you need to develop. Year after year, you get closer to this point of knowing, okay, trust on yourself, trust on your beliefs, and you will find the right opportunity or the right position. So this is my advice at the end. Trust on experience and year after year, you will be more knowledgeable and get to the right point. That's a great observation. And I believe that it's not just that these top 10 challenges are being shared, but now they will have some clear advices and indications about what they could potentially do to get something done, not just in a different way, mm -hmm. but also in a more innovative way. So the ones uh, we saw today, it's how to keep the market position ahead of the competition, how to build the strongest management team possible, also how to communicate powerfully enough and with perseverance towards the constant change, how to create a safe and supportive environment. And the last one, how to identify opportunities and choose the right ones. Daniel, thanks a lot for the opportunity to share with us your wisdom your knowledge and to walk us through the top 10 challenges top executives and CEOs are facing at the moment. It's been a great pleasure. You're welcome, Mark. Many thanks and it was also for me a great, great pleasure. And we are looking forward to have you again with us in the future, Daniel, if you don't mind. It would be great to continue the dialogue. I'm sure that there's many people interested to hear more about your experiences. Okay, many thanks. Thank you for listening our bi-weekly podcast. And remember, 
This is about spreading and sharing the knowledge. So feel free to forward this audio to anybody you believe could get any benefit out of it. Coaching Talks Podcast, your inspirational moment to continue your growth journey.